Hey guys, so I wanted to do a follow-up here on the video I did yesterday um, where I talked about, you know, well I answered once again the question, what is PAL Comics and is it legal? And I had Senpai KC2023 and someone else, um, someone else, that's uh, Adu for Deaf, Adu for Deaf, um, also comment on what I said yesterday. And once again, Senpai Casey brought up some good points, as well as Adu for De Adu for Deaf also brought up some good points, um, as well. And the main thing they the, the the main thing they brought up basically is um, kind of similar to what I said when I when I mentioned that if the you know corporations you know if they wanted to basically take PAL comics and BBM, BB, uh, BBMBFF, I should say, that's their name, and, and the PAL comics crew to court, you know, I said in the original, in the previous video, that they would have no leg to stand on, that being the corporations. And what they responded with, you know, what they responded with was, like I said, some very unique takes, if you will. Um... For, for example, basically, they said, in one of the responses they did, uh, they said this, and I quote, Based on further research, this is from Senpai Casey 2023, but this is what they said, and I quote, Based on further research I've done, while PAL comics most likely will not legally be able to classify these comics as parodies under fair use, which, you know, they'll attempt to do, there is a chance, however, that they may be able to get away with having the content declared as not being protected under copyright on either side, as the nature of copyright protection for pornographic content in general is legally, is legally dubious at best. Based on this case, or based on this fact, the case may be thrown out on the grounds that the material is not protected by copyright for either side, and therefore, be, and therefore could be declared to be in the public domain. The corporate loophole regarding pornogra uh, pornography, or well, not pornography, but yeah, yeah, pornography. The corporate loophole regarding pornography would also explain why PAL Comics would have no legal right to issue takedowns to third-party sites hosting their comics that are locked behind paywalls on their own websites. They may automatically fall under the public domain. Now that was from uh, Senpai Casey 2023. That was one of the responses. Um, Adu for Deaf. Adu for Deaf also responded uh, to that. He added to that. He said, precisely, or they said, precisely. If PAL Comics wins, it may open the floodgates to many others. This is likely why no single company wants to be the one lighting a torch in the dynamite room no matter how useful the illumination may be for themselves. Bigger companies may also punish the fool that caused them to lose millions slash billions if trademark exclusivities are put on risk because of this, quote, minor thing. So basically what they're saying is that no matter, you know, no matter how the situation is presented by the corporations like Disney, Nintendo, Sega, you know, Warner Brothers, you know, Universal, um, Hasbro, you name it. No matter, you know, no, no matter how much evidence they may present in a situation if something like this was to happen, basically the judge would say, "Well, 
there's nothing illegal that they're really doing because, you know, essentially, you know, what they're doing is public domain. It's like you're not, it's basically they would tell them, look, you know, what they're doing is fair game, honestly. I mean, yes, what they're doing is wrong, but there's nothing legally I could do about it because it's pretty much, you know, it's pretty much in a category that puts it in public domain, which is, you know, uh, which is basically adult, very adult, mature content, you know, pornography, you know, soft core, if you will, you know, storytelling and all that, you know, they'll pretty much say it puts it because it's being put into that red, into that very red tape lupus, you know, lupus hole area, you know, there's nothing really the judge can do about it. You know, not even the highest, uh, you know, not in the highest, of course, Supreme Court, if you will, would be able to do nothing about it because it falls under the category of, well, this is, you know, this is, this category is public domain pretty much and anything used in it, you know, um, is, you know, not, you know, anything used in it is not, you know, not, you know, causing any, causing any wrong here or doing anything illegal, if you will. You know, because, you know, because of the fact that it's, it's a very touchy situation. It's, it'd be like such a touchy situation. And also like Ado, Ado for Deaf, Ado, Ado for Deaf points out, you know, they don't want to have, you know, they don't want to have that problem for such a minor thing, which is why you see a lot of this, you know, happening, you know, has been happening for 20 years. You know, plus at places like Pal Comics and others, you know, they don't want to be the, you know, Disney or, you know, or Warner Brothers or, or, you know, um, Hasbro, or Universal, or whatever. They don't want to be the ones lighting the torch for this, you know, for, for something minor that's just under the radar, you know, because it is, it's under the radar. I mean, you can't tell me that those corporations that have properties like, you know, Rescue Rangers has properties like, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog has properties like, you know, uh, the Masters Universe catalog and stuff like that. You can't tell me that they don't know that every day on the hour or at the or on the second, every day on the second, somebody is not doing a fan fiction, you know, based on the material, whether it's, you know, an all ages fanfic, a teen rated fanfic. You know, a P, a R-rated fanfic, or whatever. You know, you can't tell me they don't know, or they're not aware that every second of every day, even now as I'm doing this, you know, as I'm recording this, that somebody is not writing a fanfic or putting together a web comic, you know, of any kind. You can't tell me they don't know about that. Of course they do, and they realize that. Well, even though they don't have the right to do that because they don't own those characters, we can't. They realize they can't do nothing because it's such a minor thing. And if they were to go after that kind of stuff, it would be, you know, causing them a lot of trouble. Because why are you being upset about something that has nothing to really do with what you put out out featuring the said characters? You know, why are you being upset about that at and everything when it's just a minor little thing? And also when it comes to this softcore stuff, if you will, again, that falls into a category to where it's public, to where basically it makes that material public domain. Because basically they know that, well, if somebody is making something like a softcore, you know, adult uh, webcomic story, 
you know, at every second of every day right now, like let's say somebody associated with Power Comics or not, there's nothing they could really do about it because of the fact, because of the fact that it falls under public domain. And, and they did not put any copyright registration on it or any kind of copyright protection to where if it was to, to where if something like, let's say, Burning Love, you know, the Amy and Blaze Pal comic story, um, you know, I ha you know, it, it's not like when if that had been, you know, completed or was being in the process of being completed, you know, and everything. It's not like they could do. It's not like any Sega could do anything about that because honestly, honestly, basically, it's under public domain. They did not, they did not put exclusivity or copyright protection or cl copyright claim on it like they would do with it on, let's say, YouTube or Twitch or Daily Motion or wherever. You know, and because they didn't do that, fans could do whatever they want. That's pretty much it. You know, that's pretty much it. You know, it's not like they're taking the official IDW comic and, you know, re-editing the images, which I'm sure they, which I'm sure some do, but it's not like they're taking the IDW comic or the previous Archie comic of Sonic and editing it to where all the female characters are nude to the point that, you know, certain regions, certain areas are sticking out more, more pronouncedly than before, you know. You know, it's not like they're doing that because if they did, yeah, that could be a good chance that would get Sega's attention. Same with a Disney comic with featuring Minnie Mouse or Daisy Duck. If somebody was to do that, which I'm sure they have, you know, that would probably, you know, get Disney's attention more so than anything. And that's not a joke. It's not. But here's the thing. Even if they were to take that to court, the judge may throw that out because they would say, hey, well, they own that copy of the comic. They can do what they want with it. You know, they can do what they want with it in the story. And what they're doing, you know, is public domain. Because once people purchase, you know, those comics and everything, they can put those in public domain all they want. They can put those out there. Why do you think we see websites out there that offer you the ability to read all these comics, every issue of Archie Sonic, every issue of IDW Sonic, every issue of the Boom Studio Disney run, you know, why do you think there are comics out there? Because, you know, why do you think there are comics websites out there, I should say? It's because of the fact. It's because of the fact that, you know, they realize that these websites are public domain websites, and by putting the, by, you know, up uploading the comics to it and everything for people to read need free of leisure free of charge and even print out if they want to you know either on photo paper or regular paper or whatever you know they, they realize by doing so there's nothing any of these corporations could do because those websites are under public domain and basically it's because it's their comic they can do what they want with it period they can do whatever they feel like it you know, and, and that's why, you know, I get what they're saying by the fact that, you know, the case may be thrown out on the grounds that the material is not protected under, by copyright from either side and therefore could be declared here to be in the public domain. I understand that, you know, because, you know, Disney, even if they say, well, we can't let this happen anymore with our characters or or if, you know, Nintendo would say we can't let this happen anymore with Wendy and with Wendy Cooper and Peach 
each in, in Rosalina anymore or Rosalina and Daisy, you know, you know, even though they wanted to come out and, you know, declare that to be, you know, and declare, say, and come out and declare the power comics or declare the courts, hey, we want this stuff removed, there's nothing they could do because, you know, it's under public domain. You know, it's a, the material is not protected by copyright. You know, it's not the material that's being, you know, it, you know, it's not, let's say, it's not people working for them, you know, and putting this kind of stuff in their art style that everybody knows of and it rec would recognize automatically. You know, it's not them doing it that way because if they did it that way, that, yeah, that could cause grounds for copyright. But it's not an artist that works for them or a writer that writes for them doing this. It's a fan. And because fans are doing it, it's fan work. To fall into the public domain category of fan works, you know, there's nothing any of these corporations can do. Nothing. You know, end of discussion, nothing. There's nothing, you know, they could do. You know, even if they wanted to. Even if they wanted to, there's nothing they could do about it. And, you know, again... You know, and again, I, I understand where these guys are coming from. I really do. And as far as, you know, the corporate, the copyright loophole, you know, uh, regarding pornography, you know, softcore, if you will, you know, you know, the fact that, you know, the, re the reason PAL Comics and others, even KW, as I mentioned earlier, who I had issues with because of, you know, not respecting what he asked me and others not to do, and I've learned my lesson for that, and I apologize again. And I apologize again to KW for that. You know, the the point is, the copyright loophole, as you know, Senpai Casey puts it, regarding this this stuff, this soft core pornography, would also explain why Pal Comics and even KW and even the person that originally did the Queen's Delight uh, fanfic have no legal right to issue takedowns to third party. Uh, sites hosting their comics that are blocked behind paywalls on their own website. They may automatically fall under the public domain. And that's about it. That's about it. This is why, you know, certain, you know, this is why uh, Kimio, that one website, Kimio.party, you know, this is why you see a lot of stuff on there like other sites. You know, even if KW doesn't like it, you know, it's because, you know, it's because the people that put it up there realize, hey, not not everybody's going to pay money, you know, to to Gumroad or to monthly uh, sub subscribe star Patreon, you know, um, the Patreon uh, direct, if you will. Nobody's going to have, nobody's going to want to spend that kind of money, but you know, they're going to want to see this. So this is why, you know, they go to places like that because they know they can get it there for free, you know, without paying anything, and that there's nothing KW can really do about it as upset as they could be, you know, because it's under public domain. And also the fact that even if they try to take take it to court, the judge could say, well, maybe you shouldn't be using, you know, a major corporation's established IP characters for this kind of stuff, and it could get them in trouble. You know, same with, you know, same with the person that did Queen's Delight a couple of years ago on fanfic, the softcore pornography uh, fanfic, uh, of, of of Sonic the Hedgehog featuring Queen Alina of Sonic Underground, Sonic's mom and that series, and Queen Alicia Acorn, Sally Acorn's mom in the Archie series, you know, 
This is why they can't do anything about what I did or anybody else. You know, when it comes to doing a follow-up, a sequel to Queen's Delight. Because what we're doing falls under the public domain. It's a fan work. You know, it's, it's unofficial, if you will. It's unofficial fan work. So even if they tried anything, again, just like I said about KW, the judge would be like, well, maybe you shouldn't have wrote this kind of story using established character IPs or whatever. They would say that. And there would not be a leg for the original author to stand on. So they could so they could be as upset as they want to be. You know, there's nothing they can really, you know, do about it. You know, and they realize that. They realize that, hey, there's nothing I could really do about it. You know, so, yeah, I might be angry and I might be upset, but I can't really do anything about it. You know, because it falls under public domain. And if it isn't someone like me that would have done a follow-up to Queen's Delight, it could have been somebody else. And then what? Then what? You know what I'm saying? That's why you see a lot of these, you know, adult parody triple X web comics out there on PAL Comics and Mobius Unleashed and other places like them. Because of the fact that all of this falls under that public domain of fan works, of unofficial fan works. And there's nothing any you know, there's nothing any of the um, bigger corporations could do about it. Nothing. Because, you know, it's, it doesn't, it's fall, cause fa because of the fact that fan works are public domain. He works and everything. You know, they fall under that. You know, they, they fall under that and everything. They fall under the public domains, uh, dom the public domain category, you know, because the unofficial, they have nothing to do, they have no connection, you know, with the original f official material, you know, there's something that a fan like me, like you, can, you know, will come up with, so for them, so for the corporations to try to make a big deal about that if they wanted to, it's like, you know, it's like they said here, you know, you know, it's like they said, and uh, let me reread what Senpai Casey said. And here, one of the one of the responses, they said, and I quote: "Based on further research I've done, you know, well, Pal Comics will, well, Pal Comics most likely will not legally be able to classify these comics as parodies under fair use, which again they will probably try, in my opinion." Continuing on, I quote. There is a chance, however, that they may be able to get away with having the content declared as not being protected under copyright on either side, as the nature of the copyright protection for pornographic content in general is legally dubious at best. Based on this fact, the case may be thrown out on the grounds that the material is not protected by copyright for either side and therefore could be declared to be in the public domain, which pretty much, you know, is why you see a lot of these places, like I say, you see a lot of these, you know, places like Power Comics doing this, because basically, you know, they would, you know, basically the courts, especially the Supreme Court, could look at it and say, well, it's a fan work, and fan works are public domain, you know, you know, they're not, you know, they're not owned by one specific person and everything, you know, like, you could send a letter out to them and say, hey, you know, Cease, you can send out a cease and desist if you want to and say, hey, please stop doing this because it paints us in a, a bad light. And that might work. 
but most of the time, you know, it won't. You know, it's like you could put out a cease and desist, you know, but most of the times when it comes to public domain fan works, if you will, it it won't happen. It won't, it won't, you know, make, it won't make a dent. He also goes on to say, and I quote, the copyright loophole regarding pornography would also explain why PAL Comics would have no legal right to issue takedowns to third-party sites hosting the comics that are locked behind paywalls on their own websites. They may, automa- they may automatically fall under the public domain. Again, going back to the fact that it's a fan work, and those that purchase, you know, or support on a monthly basis the Mobius Unleashed category of PAL Comics, you know, they realize that even if they wanted to say something to these certain websites, they can't do anything about it because, one, these websites fall under public domain, and the stuff that's being put up there is under public domain, you know, or is, you know, was, I should say, or is currently on their site and declared public domain because of fan works. So trying to go after, let's say, certain, you know, websites and everything, you know, you know, they could try, but they would realize, you know, well, that could come back to bite them because, well, these people do have the right to do this because they are supporting us. And we, and just like the corporations that would probably come after us, don't have a leg to stand by to do so because we're in the public domain with these being declared as fan works. The same with these third-party sites. And it's just like I said earlier about KW and everything. Yeah, you know, they could be upset and they have a right to be. But the point is, there's nothing they could really do about it. The same with Mud Pedal Visuals and Club MPV. You know, when they give people, when they give people the right to download a DVD, uh, you know, high-quality DVD or high-quality Blu-ray um, digital copy, you know, to put on the computer of some of the compilations of some of the best, of some of the best material they have, you know, for that time or material that falls under a certain category, they know that when a person gets that and then they, that person decides, hey, I'm going to go to this place or I'm going to go to that place and put it up, you know, yeah, they could have it taken down by copyright. They can go to this website and they've done this and say, hey, take this down and they could do that. But most of the time they realize that it's just going to encourage the people to do it more and then by encouraging them, to do it more that those people that are doing it will find other places to put it on that basically you know they might be aware of and try to take down but then probably face uh, the fact that well if we try taking it down oh and we ask for them we ask for the website to take it down that that website and maybe there have been already websites that have done this would come out and say well yeah we could but that's their copy and they have a right to put that up there you gave them that right when they when you allowed them to purchase it. You know, there are websites that will do that, video uploading sites that will do that. And some of those video uploading sites could fall under, you know, public domain. And say, hey, well, it's in our system now, it's in the public domain, there's nothing you can really do about it. You know, because if you are asking us to take something down that's now public domain, because we're public domain, I don't know if that makes sense at all, please correct me if I'm wrong, then... You know, there's legally nothing they could do about it. You know, because there's that loophole. There's that loophole of, hey, it's now part of something that's public domain, so 
you know, what are you going to do? How are you going to get around that? You know, um, again, explain to me if made, explain to me a little clearer if I'm wrong. But, you know, I get where both are coming from. I really do. Long, the long story short here is, you know, there's that loophole. There's that corporate, uh, copyright loophole when it comes to fan works to where, you know, the major corporations know there's nothing they can do about it. You know, as much as, you know, they may, as much as any of them, higher ups or not, may be aware of what goes on, they know that there's, they don't have a leg to stand on. They know that. And they also know that it falls under public domain, under the public domain category of fan works, of unofficial fan works. You know, so by going under that public domain of unofficial and unofi- of the un- of unof- being un- unofficial and being fan works, you know, they realize there's nothing they can do. And th- that's why, even if the judge says, well, this, even if the judge was to tell Powell Comics or someone like them, you know, well, wh- well, you're, well, what you're doing is not, not a parody, they would also side with them saying, yeah, you know, what you're doing is not a parody, but it is a fan work and it's unofficial. So, you know, there's nothing really these corporate, you know, big corporations can do about it. You know, and everything. I mean, the judge, the the furthest, you know, you know the the best judge the judge could do is say, well, if you're going to make some money out of this, then you need to make sure a percentage of that goes to the big corporations, or you need to stop charging this, and just, you know, um, let it all be for free. That's all they can do. That's all the judge could legally do, if they wanted to. They could say either give the corporations, um. You know the the percentage they owe, basically maybe most of it, you know, based on what you're you know uh, earning a month, or just put it out for free. That's the best the judge would probably do, but they won't because again, you don't want the corporations. Well, not well, not you, but corporations, I should say. They don't want to put themselves in a situation to where they they could be looked at as not being in favor of fan, you know. A fan, a fan work. So basically, fans expressing their love for these characters and this franchise, even if it's on the very adult triple X side of things, if you know what I mean. Now, what's interesting though about the public domain uh, discussion, which again would be the best solution and probably, you know, the solution that you know, as Senpai puts it. Um, you know, the best solution that, you know, people at PAL Comics that, you know, that BBEMBFF knows of and everything, even though that would be the most likely solution and all that, you know, speaking of the public domain, you know, it, you know, I know this kind of feels like it's a weird comparison, but it's kind of like what's happened with Winnie the Pooh earlier this year, what's going to be happening somewhat with Mickey Mouse and other materials in the next several years when they go into public domain. Certain versions of those characters, certain versions of those works of those characters that go into public domain, you know, people will be now allowed to do whatever they want with it. Why do you think that indie, you know, why do you think that indie film company, if you will, you know, did Winnie the Pooh, uh, Winnie the Pooh and Blood and Honey? Why do you think they were able to do that? Because now that version of Winnie the Pooh is in public domain. He is. Now, some might say, well, didn't Winnie the Pooh get used while he was still under Disney? 
you know, in, in another comic, in a horror, in a kind of like a horror-like comic or something like that by DC? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. I think that was, I think Linkara, Linkara brought it up by saying it was the, what was it, Dreamcatcher or something like that? You know, he brought it up, uh, he brought it up there. On the, no, that, it was his, uh, it was his uh, retrospective on Sandman, that's what it was. He brought it up there, I think. I think he brought it up, or somebody did. And yeah, that was just like a little cameo. It was just like a little cameo they could get away with. Like it was a, like basically it wasn't, like basically yeah, it was designed to look like the Disney poo, but it, you know, but it wasn't poo and everything. This is like a parody, a dark parody take on poo. That's why they were able to get away with it, you know. And Disney didn't bat an eye. They didn't say take that out of the take that out of the comic or anything like that. No, they knew they couldn't do anything with it because it was just a small harmless parody of Pooh himself. But then, of course, earlier this year when Pooh went into the public domain, at least the earlier works of Winnie the Pooh went into the public domain. That's why you had the indie company being able to get away with what they did, you know, because of the fact that essentially, you know. You know, they were using versions of Pooh and Piglet that were based on the earlier works of, you know, of the character, of the original, you know, creator. You know, they weren't using what came afterwards, you know, characterized and all that. They weren't using any of the Disney material. They were using what went into public domain, public domain first, which was the very first stories and, you know, publications of Winnie the Pooh. And because because those went into public domain, they were able to do what they did. And there was nothing legally Disney could do about it because, yeah, you may own most of Winnie the Pooh right now, but these earlier works are now public domain and you don't own those anymore. Your license went poof out the window. Getting some Pepsi there. Uh, but yeah, you know, Disney knew there was nothing they could legally do because, you know, that version of Winnie the Pooh is out of their hands now. Just like the, just like they're trying to protect what they could about, you know, the first works of, of Mickey Mouse with, you know, and everything with the way, you know, the Walt Disney Animation logo pops up on the screen and Steamboat Willie and everything. They realize that there's going to be things around that, like, like, I don't know, playing crazy. And the playing crazy version of, of Mickey and Minnie and all that. They realize that those versions are going to be public domain and that once those versions are public domain, there's nothing they can really do about it. There's nothing they can do about it and people will be able to do what they want with those characters, those versions of Mickey and Minnie, you know, in any, the, people will be able to do whatever they want in any shape, shape or form. They will. You know, you know, what, same with Bambi and Peter Pan. I mean, those stories are in public domain, believe it or not. And even if Disney wanted to fight it, they can't. Disney cannot fight it because of the fact that those stories are public domain and people could do whatever they want with them. You know, they can make them into horror stories. They can make them into lighthearted, you know, comedies and all that. They could do all that. They can. And there's nothing Disney could do about it. Not a single damn thing. Disney could do about it. Not one. Not one thing can they do about it. Because those are public domain. Even if there's some resemblance of their version of Peter Pan. Or their version of Bambi. 
into design, there's nothing they can do about it. Nothing. Excuse me. There's nothing they can do. Same with Warner Brothers. Once Bugs Bunny goes into public domain in the next several years, excuse me, again, uh, whenever that will be, you know, Warner Brothers realizes that unless they find a way to lock that version, of that earlier first appearance version of Bugs down, there's nothing they can do about it. Nothing. There's nothing they can do whatsoever, period. It will be in public domain and people could do whatever the hell they want with Bugs. Period. You know, because because of the fact that it's in public domain and, and it's no longer under copyright, which would create a big loophole, you know, for fans to utilize, you know, and everything. So uh, fan, fans of the character would be utilized because it's like, yeah, Warner Brothers, you own this version of Bugs Bunny or these versions, but you don't own this version anymore, so we're going to do what we want with it. And even if they added some resemblance of the current Bugs design in that design of Bugs and whatever they do with him, there's nothing they can, there's nothing Warner Brothers can do because that is a Bugs Bunny of public domain. And even with the little slight designs to make it identical to what we currently see, you know, again, they're able, they'd be able to get away with it because of the loophole of it's not really the Bugs you're using, you know, it's, a pub, it's the public domain Bugs or something. Or whatever the case may be. You know? And again, that... Again, it would also fall... And, and again, it, it would be a bit of a loophole. Crazy loophole. Very unique loophole, but that's what it would be. The same here. The, the main thing about this is basically the fact that because it's because these things by Power Comics and other sites like them and by KW and everything, you know, the, the reason people are able to create them, even for purchase, the reason people are able to put them on third-party websites so that people that can't afford a monthly subscription or something like that to purchase them can view them, you know, it's all based on the fact that these are unofficial works. These are unofficial fan works that have no connection whatsoever. Thus, they, because of that, they fall under public domain. They do. I mean, there are several songs out there that you think would be copyrighted, right? But they're not. You know, for example, um, When It's For You. You know, that song is from Say By The Bell, Wedding In Las Vegas, right? That's the that's the song playing the during the montage of, of you know, Kelly and Zach when they're getting married. You know, you would think that that could get copyright, but it's not. It's public domain. You know, I'll always come back to you. Always come back to you. I think is only recently going under public domain. I uh, not recently, but only recently, is being copyrighted, or at least uh, on the verge of probably being copyrighted. But for most of the time, was always public domain. You know, um, all life long. You know, I use that song several times. Uh, in a fan vid, most recently with Rarity and Spike and My Little Pony. Um, you know, for a while that was public domain, but recently it went under copyright. You see, you see, basically even music, depending on how, depending whether or not people, you know, finally take a stand and say, okay, that's a copyright song. We need to claim that. You could still use it, but you're not going to make money off it. You know. You know, songs like When It's For You, you know, 
can be utilized and people can make money whatsoever off of it. Even if it's a lyric video or it's a fan video with, you know, uh, comic pages and everything, you know, you know, people could still make money off it. But if let's say whoever came up with the song says, hey, I want money off that song. And eventually there's going to be a time where that will happen. They could go to YouTube and say, hey, we want to claim that song from a copyright perspective. The person can still use it, still have the video up, but we want to copyright claim it. They could do that. Eventually, someday, they could probably come out and do that, and they probably will. You know, again, like I said, with the whole, with some of the songs from the raccoons, they came out and said, hey, we're going to copyright claim this. Like, you could still keep it, you know, you keep it, still keep your video up and everything, but we're going to copyright claim this song because now we're going to make money off it, not you. So, you know, so even certain songs in public domain, even, you know, songs in the past 30, 20 years, or even recently, um, you know, people will be able to make money off that because of that public domain loophole. You know, so, again, the point, but again, getting back on point, because I know it feels like I'm getting off track here, the point I'm getting at is I understand you know, in closing, I want to say that, you know, I understand where they're coming from. Like, yes, even if the judge says, well, I'm not going to rule what you're doing being to be parodies, B, 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 M, B, B, F, F, you know, I'm not going to rule it as parodies, but I will rule it under copy. I will rule it under public domain as an unofficial fan work. That's what they will do. Not because it's, you know, a softcore triple X, you know, version you know, of the characters or the softcore triple X story featuring said characters. It's not just because of that, but mainly because it's an unofficial fan work. That That's it. That's it. And because they'd be able to declare it under that, would Pal Comics be able to be like, okay, we're cool. We're cool with that. Again, the only thing the judge would ever be able to do, and again, even they probably won't go with this direction, is say, just don't charge any more money for the stuff make it for free, or if you're going to charge money, make sure the owners of the IPs get a percentage of that, you know, you know, of that money, you know, of that monthly subscription or whatever. Make sure they get a portion of a piece of the pie. That's the only thing the judge could do if they wanted to, you know, if they wanted to. But again, they may feel like, hey, it's under public domain. It's an official fan work. You know, they're, nothing do, they're doing nothing wrong. And it's something they're doing on the side, you know, to keep financial stability. And that would be it. But again the most they would probably do. Is either tell them to stop do charging money. Or to basically say hey. Give a percentage of your earnings that you make every month. You know to the people that own these IPs. And that's the most they could do. That would be the most they can do. But again I understand where they're coming from. To where. Basically, the probably the most logical way this gets, you know, you know, goes under the radar, gets thrown out if it was to go to court, which I never think it will. I mean, nothing has really happened in the past two decades, so I don't think nothing will happen in another two decades, or even three. But you know, I get what they're saying. You know, I get what they're saying. All this would fall under public domain, and not just because of its soft coreness, you know, the presentation of its soft coreness. No, mainly because of the fact. That it would fall under the public domain because it's, you know, an unofficial work, which means it has no connection to the official work, and it's a fan work, and that's it. That's it. I mean, 
why do you think right now that despite them trying to make it a, an official connection and everything to the original season two or the original Saturday morning season of Sonic Tatayam, why do you think right now Team Season, despite getting all the things they need to make it official, they're still kind of slightly still declared unofficial? Why do you think that? Because they don't want to cause any trouble. That's the thing. Like, yeah, everybody knows what they're doing and everybody's proud of it. It's made news. Don't get me wrong. But they're keeping it on, on the unofficial side because, you know, they don't know what could be up the road. Even though they're close to basically switching over to being official, you know, they're keeping it on the unofficial side. Because, again, they don't want the likes of Sega, you know, if they care about it, or anybody else to come after them and say, well, you don't have the right to do this and all that. But then, but then they could counter by saying, yes, we do, because this is a fan work. This is unofficial, you know. They still they would still fall under that category. Again, they're slightly going over to be an official sooner rather than later. But right now, even though they've got everything in place, they got all, they're going they're taking all the right initiatives and all that. You know, uh, they will still they still fall under unofficial and as a fan work, but basically puts them in the public domain, which means essentially, hey, there's you know there's nothing anybody like Sega or anybody else could do because we're not officially tied to them just yet were still unofficial. There's that loophole again, you know, a public domain. Which again is where these would fall under. Not just because of their, you know, lewdness, as people would call it, uh, but mainly because the public domain ain't because they fall under the fan, fan works and unofficial categories of that pu of public domain. That's about it. But anyway, I just wanted to come on here and do this follow-up and you know, just, you know, give a shout out to Senpai KC2023 for commenting on this stuff and kind of giving me an idea of, you know, how things work, as well as to Adu for Def. Uh, thank you guys for commenting. Um, let me know what you guys both think about what I had to say here in this follow-up. Also, guys, um, you will get two, uh, ver you also get this version and the other version, you'll get this follow-up. In the previous video, I should say, on my BW Roses Discussions podcast, which you can listen to, watch, and listen to on Spotify, uh, which would be greatly appreciated if you can go there and help me out. Also, check out my Teespring store for merchandise you can't get anywhere else, guys. As well as support me at patreon.com slash bwroses and also at divanart.com slash bvw1979. Uh, but, guys, I just want, like I said, I just want to do the follow up. And for anybody else listening, let me know what your thoughts are. Do you agree with what they said? Ed and everything. And what other examples do you know of that fall in this, you know, like the copyright, copyright loophole of, you know, public domain, the, the copyright loophole of pub, being public domain and fan works and unofficial works of public domain. Let me know what your thoughts are. And until then, I will talk to you all later.